0: Today, Pastor Ray Bentley draws our attention to the questions asked of Jesus during his final days.
1: Jesus is in the
0: temple every
1: day allowing himself to be challenged, questioned, and examined. And yet, here's the beautiful thing I want you to notice here. Jesus is also examining them. He asks them a question. He challenges them.
0: Welcome to Maranatha Radio with Pastor Ray Bentley. Maranatha, bringing the message of Christ's soon return, the whole gospel to the whole world. Imagine a bunch of garden variety bugs getting together in your flower bed to put you on trial. That's silly, yet man somehow decided to put God on trial. When Jesus faced the religious and governmental leaders, they peppered him with questions. Today, we'll see Jesus has some questions of his own.
1: Luke chapter 20 let's look at the first 19 verses and the title of this message is the day of questions this is after the palm sunday and it's before good friday or what we know of as passover so we're we're talking about we don't know the exact day but the stories and the teachings and the parables Jesus gives us are somewhere between Monday and Thursday. And uh, so they are coming, the religious leaders are coming to question Jesus, to challenge Jesus. They, they literally are looking for a way to trap him and to, they want him to claim that he is the Messiah because they don't believe that he is. And uh, he has most recently one of the first things he did apparently right after Palm Sunday when all the people are saying Hosanna Hosanna blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord it was probably the next day which would have been Monday Jesus goes into the temple and starts throwing the money changers' tables and flipping them up in the air and coins are being strewn all over the place and he gets a whip out and he drives, he literally, uh, with anger and fury, drives the money changers out of the temple. Now this, you know, the background of that story is the religious leaders, the scribes, elders, chief priests, They were in on a little financial benefit. They took a little extra for the people who had come from various parts of the world to celebrate Passover, which they're required to do by the law. They would have other currencies, and you had to pay in the shekel. And so they would say, oh, just for a little tiny bit more, we will trade it in and give you an animal. It will be well received, and it will be without blemish. But they made a lot of money. So when Jesus cleansed the temple, he touched the money of this whole religious enterprise. And on top of that, while he cleansed the temple, he called the temple area, my father's house. And he acted like the temple was his house, that he was the son, God was the father, and he was now vindicating, cleansing, purging, purifying the temple, he acted like it was his house. So now they are furious with him and they want to trap him and they want to actually kill him. All right, Luke chapter 20. Let's look at the first two verses here. It says, now it happened on one of those days. So he doesn't tell us exactly is it Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday or Thursday but it's one of those days as he taught the people in the temple and preached the gospel. You know what gospel means? What does gospel mean? You guys know. Good news. And that's the best thing about being a Christian. We We have only one thing to share with people, good news. How many agree this world needs good news? How many would agree there's enough bad news? So let us go about and share that good gospel and the good news of Jesus Christ. So that's what Jesus is sharing, the good news. And what is the good news? God loves you, my friends. God loves you, Jesus would say, my Jewish brothers and sisters, sons and daughters of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and Sarah, and Rachel. He loves you. And he has sent his son to love you and to embrace you and and to be the savior, not only for Israel, but for the whole world. So he is there preaching the gospel. And while he is teaching, it was one of those days that the chief priests and the scribes together with the elders, confronted him and spoke to him saying, tell us, by what authority are you doing these things? Or who is he who gave you this authority? So the confrontation comes now. He has touched the money. They are wanting to protect their interests. They really want to put him to death for blasphemy. They just need him to come out plainly. They wanted him right that day. To say, yes, I am the Messiah, and they would say, blasphemy, and they would have had him executed, but Jesus would not play their game. He would not say plainly to them in that way that I am the Messiah. Why? Because his hour had not yet come. What is Jesus waiting for? Passover. (laughs) Because he is the Lamb of God that takes away the sins of the world. He couldn't die on Monday. It's impossible for him to die on Tuesday or Wednesday or for that matter even Thursday. It had to be on Good Friday when the Passover lambs are being sacrificed that he, as John the Baptist had said, the lamb of God that takes away the sins of the world. Only on that day could he die and then rise again from the dead on the third day. Now Jesus had told his disciples that conflict and suffering are coming when they arrive in the holy city. Uh, the Gospel of Luke, I put in your notes, uh, chapter 9, verse 22. Let's read from your notes, Luke 9, 22, out loud together. The Son of Man must suffer many things, and be rejected by the elders and chief priests and scribes, and be killed and be raised the third day. So Jesus had prepared his disciples that, you know, I'm going to Jerusalem for this Passover and I'm going to be rejected. By who? The elders, the chief priests, and the scribes. Who are now attacking him with all these questions? The chief priests, the elders, and the scribes. And then he said, I'm going to be killed. When? Good Friday, Passover. And then I will be raised on the third day. Through many trials and through many tears, we enter the kingdom of heaven. If this was the path of Jesus, our Messiah, who went before us, then all of us who are following him and walking in that same path to eternal heaven and glory will have similar experiences. We will, through many trials, many tears, broken-hearted experiences, through these many things, we will enter the kingdom of heaven. And I know that many of you have gone through a lot this last year, that have suffered greatly. And the enemy wants you to let go of your faith, but the Lord says, no, hang in there, hold on to me. So Jesus knew what was coming, and yet he was not afraid. I wanna say to you tonight that I believe we are living in a very prophetic hour. I believe that what is going to continue happening over the next several years There's a lot of bad things that are going to still happen. But Jesus told us what would come even in the end days and the last days and he said it'll get worse. He says, but I will come for you like a thief in the night. Be faithful to the end. Be loyal and follow me and be a witness to me. And When it's the right time, he will come for us. So the leaders of Israel are challenging him because he cleansed the temple and called it my father's house. And... It probably also uh, didn't help when Jesus called them thieves, that <laughs> they were robbing God, made them a little bit angry. So now this is more than uh, you know, it, when Jesus says here, in Luke 9:22, "The Son of Man must uh, suffer many things and be rejected by the elders, chief priests and scribes. Uh, this is more than just simply saying, "We reject you and no." The word "reject." In Luke chapter 9 verse 22 means to reject after investigation. It means that the religious leaders had examined him and would continue examining him and they would finally reject him and give him over to be crucified. Palm Sunday was the day called in the Jewish calendar Lamb Selection Day. It was on Palm Sunday Sunday. That all the people, all the Jewish people had to choose a lamb. You had to have one lamb for every 10 uh, Jewish people. And that lamb was chosen on Palm Sunday. And it had to be without spot or blemish. Okay, so that's Palm Sunday. That would be on the 10th day of the month of Nisan. Passover is on the 15th day, Friday. So that means from the 10th to the 15th, there are four days... Where the lamb that has been selected on Sunday, now Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday is put in a little pen and it has to be tested and watched and observed to see if any blemish or any spot or any imperfection will come and you didn't see it in the first day. Oh, it came the second day. We can't have this lamb. So there were four days of testing the lambs. So what I want to bring to you is that God was saying on Palm Sunday, when Jesus was on the donkey on the Mount of Olives, it was as if God in heaven was saying, Israel, choose my lamb, choose my sacrifice, my son that I offer to you, choose him. And then from Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, the four days, test him, question him, try your best to find one flaw, one imperfection one spot one blemish and if you find nothing then he is acceptable on good friday passover to be the sacrifice the lamb of god that takes away the sins of the world so while the physical lambs are being tested and observed to make sure they are pure jesus is in the temple every day allowing himself to be challenged questioned and examined do you make the connection That makes sense.
0: Pastor Ray Bentley will have more of today's study in just a moment. Pastor Ray's messages continue to reach so many people every day. Every time I hear Pastor Ray teach God's Word on the radio, his love for the Lord is very much evident. He's always excited, and he succeeded in passing that excitement to me, which often prompted me to go back to the Lord in prayer to read God's word and to
1: allow the Holy Spirit to lead my life. I'm so thankful for Pastor Ray's life.
0: Messages like that continue to be such a great encouragement to all of us at Maranatha Radio. If you'd like to send a message, just send it to ray at raybentley.com or post a comment online at raybentley.com. And now more of today's message from Pastor Ray Bentley.
1: So he comes as the Lamb of God and and is now being tested by his enemies. And yet, here's, here's the beautiful thing I want you to notice here. Jesus is also examining them. It's not just that they come and ask Jesus all these questions, challenge, challenge, challenge. Jesus, as we're gonna see now in verses three through eight, turns the tables on them and he investigates the religious leaders. He asks them a question, he challenges them. As Jesus makes Jerusalem his headquarters these next four days. So look with me in verse 3. So they come to him and they say, by what authority do you do this? In other words, who gave you the right to come into our house and overturn our tables and scatter our money is kind of the the thought behind all of this. By what authority? In verse 3, but he, Jesus, answered and said to them, I also will ask you one thing and answer me, the baptism of John. He's talking about John the Baptist. Was it from heaven or from men? And they reasoned among themselves saying, if we say from heaven, he will say, why then did you not believe him? But if we say from men, all the people will stone us, for they are persuaded that John was a prophet. So they answered that they did not know where it was from, And Jesus said to them, Neither will I tell you by what authority I do these things. Very smart. You see the wisdom of Jesus? You know, I think about the wisdom of the Lord, and and I want to encourage us. We We need to be very, very wise when we answer our friends' questions, when they start asking us, maybe sometimes with a challenge. You know, you Christians always fill in the blank. Why is it that you guys are like, whatever, this, fill in the blank. We have to be wise. Sometimes when we are a little young and inexperienced, we want to give them the answers because we know the answers. You come to Bible studies, you read for yourself, you hear sermons, and you get great teaching, and you go, oh, 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 I know the answer. You go, pop, 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 pop. But they're setting you up for an argument and for a trap. It's like I was, uh, I shared, I've shared recently about a, a, a guy uh, who has become a friend of mine. His name is Hormoz. He is a pastor now from Iran. Uh, he, he was a Muslim who got saved. And now he is beaming a television station by satellite. And he is reaching seven to nine million Muslims every single week. And Muslims are coming to the Lord by the tens of thousands. And he's just in this little, you know, studio and talking people, you know, on the phone and they're having dreams and visions. Well, anyway, his personal testimony, he, he was a Muslim and he went, his wife got saved. So he went to a church and he wanted to argue with the pastor. He said, I would have argued day and night. He said, I had these questions that I was, and I was loaded, ready to argue, you know, is Muhammad the prophet of God or not? He said, had the pastor immediately answered and said, no, Muhammad's not the prophet, only Jesus. He says, I would have argued with him for 24 hours. He says, but the pastor had great wisdom. He kind of pulled on his chin and went, hmm, what's your next question? So he goes, oh man, I really wanted to argue with him about that. He goes, okay, is the Quran the word of God or not? Ah, He's ready for a fight. Again, the pastor goes, hmm, what's your next question? He had about three or four, you know, I will fight, argue, debate, you will never change my mind questions. Well, he ran, when the pastor didn't answer any of those, he finally said, well, okay, I do have one question. I I was raised a Muslim, and Islam seems very powerful on the outside. He goes, but why do I feel so lonely and empty on the inside? My wife was a Muslim, and and she was miserable, but then she becomes a Christian, and even though she makes me very unhappy, I have noticed she's a lot nicer lately that she became a Christian. Could you explain that to me? He goes, now that's a question I can answer. And he shared with him about Jesus and salvation, and he comes inside and brings peace and forgiveness, and he goes, you know what? That makes sense to me. And the pastor said, that's all you need. He goes, but I don't understand. You know, you guys believe in the Trinity, and that's three gods, and we know there's only one God, and do I have to figure all that out? And the pastor said, you know, you don't need to necessarily know everything. If you know that Jesus is your Savior, that he died for you, and he rose for you, and and he will forgive your sins, he goes, that's enough for right now. And so he goes, okay, I can do that. He asked Jesus into his heart. And he goes, and then the Trinity and all those other things, he says, everything fell into place once Jesus came inside. But can you see how with wisdom, we always, even if you know the answer, doesn't mean necessarily you should give the answer. Jesus knew the answer. Yes. I, by the authority of my father. Ah, yes, I am the Messiah. And they would have gone right after him. But he used wisdom and he turned the question around. By what authority? Uh, you know, they asked about this authority and he turned it around. Did John's? Um, authority come from God or not. The people all are listening. See, this isn't just the religious leaders in Jesus. It's all these people listening. And they all you know, are like, yay, we love John the Baptist, prophet of God. And if they had turned against John, the people would have pounced upon them. So Jesus turns things around and he, he asks them a question. I, I mentioned this in your notes. He asked a question. Then he taught a parable. We'll look at it in just a moment. And then he quoted a prophecy. Now I put two scriptures into your notes uh, about John the Baptist, and I want us to read those two scriptures out loud together. John chapter one, verse 27, let's read that. It is he who coming after me is preferred before me whose sandal strap I am not worthy to loose. This is what John the Baptist said about Jesus. Then John chapter one, verses 35 and 36, let's read that other scripture. Again, the next day, John stood with two of his disciples. And looking at Jesus as he walked, he said, Behold the Lamb of God. John got it. John saw Jesus was the Passover, the Pesach, the Lamb of God that would take away the sins of the world. Jesus took the religious leaders back to John the Baptist for two reasons. Number one, John, who unanimously, at least from the people, they said, John is from God. He is a prophet of God. And John said, Jesus is the one. Follow him. You see the logic. If the people say, John and his authority and his ministry his lifestyle was a prophet from God and then John the prophet says Jesus is the Messiah then now Jesus is saying well then why didn't you believe him the people say John was from God will you now say that John was from God in the presence of the people who are all listening and if you would agree with them even out of fear then I will say to you why didn't you believe him because he said That I was, in fact, the Messiah. Now, the second reason that Jesus pointed to John is there is a spiritual principle that if we disobey a truth we've already known, God will not reveal a new truth to us. Here's what Jesus exposed. Because the religious leaders, the chief priests and the scribes and the elders were many of them at that time, 2,000 years ago, though they were outwardly religious, they were inwardly not very spiritual. They had, a, they had a, a skewed view of what it meant to be a Jew for God. The people were more innocent. In fact, the people were more the ones that were saying, Hosanna, praise the name of the Lord, and blessed is he who comes. And they were willing. And many of them believed upon him. It was just the leaders. And in their hearts, though they wouldn't say anything publicly, when they got into their little rooms and among the Sanhedrin, they said, we don't like John. He didn't come to Jerusalem, he didn't respect our authority, we didn't lay hands on him, he just went on his own. Well, that's because God didn't want John to go to them. They were corrupt. Some of them had bought their office there within Jerusalem with money. Some of them had just gotten in because they were part of a family and compromised with Rome. So basically, they had rejected who obviously the people said, yes, John is a prophet from God. And Jesus' point is, if you rejected him, why would you then now you know, accept me? How can you have the revelation of who the Messiah is if you won't listen to the prophet who came before and the people acknowledge was actually of God and pointed to me? So they, if you're not going to submit to the prophet, you're not going to submit to the Messiah. Now, as Jesus turns it around and waits for their answer, Even though they didn't believe necessarily that John was from God, they could not say anything publicly and so they played dumb before the people. Well, we don't know. We don't know, we don't don't wanna say. Jesus goes, well then, if you're not gonna answer my question, I'm not gonna answer your question. And he got out of it and he escaped. He passed, again, a great test. And the fact of the matter is that no matter what answer they gave, they were going to be in trouble. So Jesus exposed them.
0: Pastor Ray Bentley, with great insight in our studies of the questions put to Jesus during his final week. And there's more to come in this message here on Maranatha Radio. Today's study is titled, The Day of Questions. And if you missed any part of today's presentation, you can hear a replay on iTunes or at raybentley.com. That's raybentley.com. There at the homepage, there's a place to leave a written tribute to Pastor Ray's life and ministry. And by clicking Media, you'll see the words Watch, Radio, and Devo, three ways to enjoy Pastor Ray's insights via video, audio recording, or daily devotions. In fact, at the very bottom of the page, you can arrange to receive Pastor Ray's daily devotions each day automatically at no charge, and also link to his YouTube and Facebook pages why not bookmark it, raybentley.com. And then after 30 years on the radio and the passing of Pastor Ray Bentley in early 2022, we're approaching the end of the Maranatha Radio program. We'd like to thank you, our dedicated listeners, who've joined us through the years as we've journeyed with Pastor Ray through the Bible. We'll be continuing the broadcast through the remainder of 2023, but we're excited to share that we'll have a dedicated online location to access all of Pastor Ray's content, including video, audio sermons, books, and more. Please visit raybentley.com to follow along with us. But we hope you'll stay with us here on the radio through the end of the year. Next time, join Pastor Ray for more from our studies in the book of Luke. More from God's Word next time on Maranatha Radio. Maranatha, bringing the message of Christ's soon return. The whole gospel to the whole world. Maranatha Radio with Pastor Ray Bentley is an outreach of Maranatha Chapel, 10752 Coastwood Road, San Diego, California, 92127.